Welcome to a special edition of The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio and ESPN 970. I am Dale Lolly. He is Matt Williamson. We are live from the Steelers OTA session number six, Matt. Number six, yeah, we're rolling along. Here at the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex, and the the action is hot and heavy on the field. Uh, The, the, again, the weather, the environment, the weather, everything's, everything's been, been really, perfect. really positive. Yeah, I mean, my good, been a great experience. We've had t- we've had instances when we've been out here in the past where, like, we had that we didn't bring enough clothes. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I forget who I was telling that the other day. That I mean, there's been wet, rainy days, of course, windy. I, I remember it was a couple of years ago. I had some buddies next door, and I went running in. I'm like, "Can we borrow a sweatshirt? I'm over shivering to death." <laughs> <laughs> it's in wearing a still clothes, have that you know? sweatshirt. I think yeah, they were nice enough to let us keep them. But yeah. Um, and it's not crazy hot either, you know. It I is mean, not, and, and uh, again, no, uh, no inclement weather, uh, rain, thunder shout. I can remember being out here with uh, one Craig Wolfley, and <laughs> the lightning and thunder rolling in. And, That's his uh, kryptonite. Yeah, and Wolfley, oh, <laughs> watching the sky, and like we gotta go inside. <laughs> like we're under an awning here. No, no, you don't understand. We gotta go inside. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is his kryptonite. Yep. <laughs> We do have C.J. Wolfley sitting here next to us. Hopefully he is not the uh, lightning beacon. The, that the lightning father. rod, yeah. <laughs> but if you're sitting next to Wolf, I mean, chances are if lightning you're comes your way. You're not going to be the guy who gets right, right, right. It's going to be mean, him. You don't have to be faster than the bear. You just have to be faster <laughs> than your buddy that the bear is chasing. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. For so those I mean, who don't know, I, I believe it's three members of the Wolfley family have been hit by lightning. Is that so, CJ say two or three? So yeah, just two or three. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's more than the Williamsons <laughs> or Lollies, I think. Yeah, but they're big targets. They are big targets with, with <laughs> great big domes. Right, right. Yeah. And a lot of a lot of <laughs> surface area there to hit. It's the planet theory. <laughs> you mentioned yesterday how many new new bodies are on the Steeler roster that are maybe even upgrades. You know, we just let them know this is how the weather is in Pittsburgh all the time. All the time. Right, I said, I said that to somebody earlier this week. We were talking about the, you know the, the, this whole thing and. I'm like these these new guys are like if you haven't been to Pittsburgh before and right. this is like oh Pittsburgh's great what's wrong <laughs> with fantastic. the weather here who yeah. complains about this you know San Diego like Southern, sure. yeah this is like Southern California absolutely it's like this every day <laughs> um, but yeah it's been nice we we haven't had much rain um, the rain no. we have had is not interfered with practice at all no and the Steelers are getting another one in here uh, number six. A lot and of guys so, working hard, too. Yeah. I this, mean, I wish I could tell people more of what I've seen, but I will say it's positive. I'm impressed with what, what's been going on in front of us for the last now six practices. This would put us halfway through not just OTA sessions, but then the entire off-season on-field program. Oh, okay. Because I didn't think of that math. Six, they, yeah. they'll have six practices, that were six practices in. There'll be 12 total, including the – yeah, uh, mandatory mini camp. Okay. So we're halfway there. We're halfway there. I was thinking we were two thirds of the way done with uh, OTAs, but the way you put it, it makes more sense. Yeah. Yeah. So. And about guessing about 95 days away from opening day. Right around there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we're. That's we're, a good time. We are now within uh, within reach of everything. Matt, uh, we were talking yesterday. We were, we did some power rankings of the uh, AFC. AFC. Yeah. And I, I wanted to take a look at. Um. Well, no, I can't. Uh, where was this? Uh-oh. It was on here. Please don't tell me we have technical difficulties. No. Okay, no, we're good. No. We're good. Good. Uh, so th- there's a thing here. We were talking about teams that have improved. And um, where's this thing at here? While you look for it, I yeah. mean, I, I, I always, here. I always tell people this, of course. 
every team should be improved more or less. Without a doubt. You know, oh, here in, it is. In okay. May. Yeah. You know, I mean, you just about your draft. I mean, so it is the eternal optimism time of the of the, everybody's of the great. season. Everybody's yeah. great. And everyone's going to return perfect from injuries. No one's going to get older and lose a step. You know, all your draft picks are going to hit. They're all going to the Hall of Fame. Yeah. But some look better than others in terms of what teams have improved. So Marcus Sessler on uh, NFL.com did a thing where he put out his top – his 10 most improved rosters, uh, 10 rosters on the rise this offseason. Okay, okay. His first one on there is the Jets, for obvious reasons. They went out and got a quarterback. I mean, they were a bottom five quarterback situation. That might be kind yeah. last year. And now you're top, top five-ish. Yeah. You know, right, at the most important position. So that's enough. Does Aaron Rodgers still have it? I don't know, but. I was, so I, was, I did, did some uh, research stuff last night. I couldn't believe. Last the year was bad. The Packers and the Bucks both won eight games last year. That is a little mind-boggling with Brady and Rodgers. Brady and Rodgers. And pretty easy divisions, too. Yeah, you right. I mean? It's not like it's, they were, you know, yeah. eight um, games. I'll be the honest. The Steelers won more games than those two teams. I think Rodgers needs to be motivated. Last year he looked very disinterested. Like he wanted out the year before and was kind of going through the motions. And the last time that happened – Green Bay uses a first-round pick on Jordan Love, and then he wins back-to-back MVPs. You know, yeah. he's older now. But does he still have that? He's 39. I, I think at least one more year to show the world and give everybody the finger. You know what I mean? In New York. Maybe not after this year, but he can still here's mean, a, here's, rare talent. Here's something that I don't know. You're going from Green Bay. Right. Which, let's face it, is not – the media capital the of the media world. media mecca capital <laughs> right, of the world. Right. To New York. That's an interesting dichotomy. Where you are, you yeah. are the highest profile football player yeah. in the city of New York. Yes. And everybody and in is. In some time. Yeah. I mean, on it, Joe Namath's birthday, he might be the next biggest one since. Right. <laughs> yeah. In the last 50 years or whatever. And how Aaron Rodgers handles that part of this is going to be interesting. Very. And. The, I mean, I sound old, but these guys nowadays, it's not like he's a 20-year-old. I mean, they have brands, and, you know, uh, yeah, the, you know they yeah. want to be in big markets and life after football and all those things. But it's going to be a lot different. I mean, you can speak to I mean, we're talking me, about a guy who, who went to a fortress of solitude, basically. Yeah, right, right, right. Uh, you know, to decide whether he wanted to play again this year. Yeah. But at least he's not. You're not you going to have any solitude in, in New York. It sounds like there's less mushrooms and psychedelics this offseason than last year, which is probably good for football. I didn't think that was the best training regimen around a year ago. Um, I don't doubt him, to be honest with you. I, I think he's going to come back invigorated for a year. But there are extenuating circumstances. I mean, who's sitting there with you know microphones around his locker and newspapers, I again sound old, yeah. you know, the articles that will be written about him you know, between night and day. Did he, did he have to deal, like when he went out in Green Bay, did he have to worry about 17 photographers driving around following him? Right. And going out in Green Bay, in quotes, is a lot different than going out <laughs> in New York. Yeah. <laughs> so the next team on the list here is the Cleveland Browns. Despite not a lot of draft picks, I mean, I think they did a good job addressing areas of need. You know, defensive yeah. line and... I think it's pretty clear they're going to throw the ball more. You know what I mean? And you go out and you you get Elijah Moore and Cedric Tillman, and they don't sound like massive additions, but they're Watson friendly. Yeah. Well, the other thing he mentions that you know 
the Cleveland, the middle of Cleveland's defensive line is no longer an open barn door after uh, yes. they, they went and got Dalvin Tomlinson and drafted uh, Siaki Ika. Yeah. Well, here's the thing, though. Ika was what a fourth round draft pick. Yeah, I don't know that Ika moves the needle. All yeah, that much. I, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna. Oh, you're gonna throw a fourth round draft pick into the middle of your defense, and it's gonna fix things. Yeah, I don't know about that. See, I like the Tomlinson addition yeah. on the field. I mean, right. I think it was a little bit of an overpay. But I really like the Aronkro. I kill his name. I'm sorry. He's yeah. the Houston edge guy, McGuire, who they drafted, and then you mix that with Darius Smith. Your defensive front looks a lot better now. You it know? looks better than it was. I just don't, yeah. I don't know that it's like suddenly a. I mean, if I'm, I'm looking at defensive interior lines. No, I don't think it's an upper echelon. I think one it's at all. right. It's now not if, the worst in the if league. If Ika hits, your yeah. defensive interior of your line is. 16th in the league as opposed to oh, yeah, yeah, last yeah. year where it was. It might have been 32 last right. year. Right, last is year it was like 28 to 32. Which is kind of like the Jets conversation. Yeah. I mean, if you can go from awful to average, let alone maybe awful to good, that's a big jump. And I don't think the Ika thing moves the needle a ton, but because their linebackers are so you, small. You said ton and Ika in the same <laughs> sense. <laughs> He's close. <laughs> but because of the way their linebackers play, that they really need protected, yeah. he may be a little more valuable to them than Joe Average. But he's not going to be out there in passing downs. No, no, no. He'll play 25 snaps a game if he's a hit. Yeah. Uh, the Ravens and Bengals get mentioned on there, but they don't get any write-ups for what they did. I don't know how the Ravens. Receivers. Okay. I mean, I'm sure that, I mean. I, I can't look. I, I'm sorry. I know I know. you've, you've been a uh, Odell guy for a long time. Mm-hmm. I can't get on that bandwagon. I'm also a Zay Flowers guy, though, too. Yeah. I mean, we both liked him a lot. I'm still a Bateman guy. Um, I think it's another instance, though, of was that the worst receiving core in the league? Can they get to 18th? I don't know if it's worst. It's pretty bad. They were, I mean, yeah, I mean we, what they were throwing we talked to about the, the uh, AFC South last year. Mm-hmm. There, there was, were some bad ones there, There were too. some bad ones there. Yeah, Titan, you know, Titans come to mind. Uh, the Bengals got a mention here as well. And then he gets to the Steelers. Okay. The Steelers actually got one of the write-ups. So he, the entire AFC North wow. is got on mentioned, this list. Yeah. Um, Real quick on the Bengals, just Orlando Brown alone has a ripple effect of now Williams goes to right really tackle. All they added, but though. that's about it, though. Yeah, right, that's right, really right. all they added to the mix. Did you see what Tyler Boyd said, by the way? Mm-mm. He, I don't know. He, if I were him, I would be nervous about my job. Right. He sees, you know, if I'd have played last year against the Chiefs, we'd blow them out, you know. Did he miss that game? I don't remember. I, I guess. I mean, he doesn't move the needle enough for me anymore to know no. one way or another. No. I don't know that he'll be a Bengal next year. I don't think he will be either. Right, right. Yeah. If you're going to be paying Higgins and Chase. And, yeah. You know. uh, but the Steelers, uh, well, he, he kind of broke all three of those teams down into one paragraph here. Mm, so okay. let's, let's said, unfortunately for the Browns, each of their division rivals made gains too. Yeah. Long known for their rough and tumble defense, this year's Ravens squad arrives as an amped up offering on offense thanks to the additions of Odell Beckham and rookie Zay Flowers. With the contractual drama in the rearview mirror, Lamar Jackson, armed with a new play caller in Todd Monken, has plenty of weapons in the post-Greg Roman universe. Throwing for 6,000 yards is lunacy. Not the, well, yeah, yeah, right. That's not happening. But there's no excuse for Lamar not to shine. That's what he says about the Ravens. Okay. Uh, regarding the Steelers, I view the Steelers. Real quick on the Ravens. Yeah. The rough and tumble defense thing not might there. not still be a, no, a they are not constant. That. Yeah. They are not that. I view the Steelers as an under-the-radar heavy in the AFC. Mm. Uh, they found Kenny Pickett's new left tackle and first-rounder Broderick Jones out of Georgia. I don't know that that happens right away. Um, that's me adding that. Right, 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 uh, right. Pittsburgh hadn't snatched a first-round bookend since J- Jermaine Stevens in 1996. Which is remarkable. Yeah. 
I adore the Steelers grabbing cover man Joey Porter Jr. with their next pick, the son of franchise starter of a franchise fire starter. Porter belonged in Pittsburgh and pairs nicely with free agent pickup Patrick Peterson. As we talked about yesterday, I don't know if that's necessarily going to be the pairing right away. Who knows? Right, yeah, right. We'll but see. I like how, where they're sitting right. at that position. But again, yeah. depth, depth, depth. Yeah, exactly. Depth, depth, depth. It doesn't mention any of the free agent signings that they made. I was going to say is, I mean, to me, of all the additions, Isaac Solomalo is the one that's probably going to make the most instant impact. Well, and the two inside linebackers yeah, and yeah, Peterson. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, there's yeah, there's, there's a lot guys of who are, who are going to be starters that – it's it easy to easily, focus yeah. on the draft because the Steelers did end up with a lot of names that were in DJ's top 50 yeah. and people knew, you know. But I, I think the free agent additions are going to pay off more this year. Uh, and he sends the loaded Bengals roll into camp with a flock of familiar faces on offense. They were tasked with a few to-dos, uh, fewer to-dos, but pulled off a coup in landing Orlando Brown Jr. to take over Joe Burrow's blindside protector. Mm-hmm. Cincinnati still stares through a Super Bowl window. I agree with that. I do, too. And I approve of the Orlando Brown move for a Super Bowl window. Right. But two Same years reason ago. why Kansas City went exactly. and got him. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But I think he's an overrated player and could be a cap cut two years from now. Yeah. You know I mean, I, I just think that's who he is. But he could help them win the Super Bowls. Here. Has so, there been an go. average NFL tackle that's made as much money in a short amount of time as Orlando that's Brown Jr.? <laughs> I mean, he's had some franchise tags, trades for him, yeah. demands. Of, I mean, he really benefited from Stanley's injury. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's a right tackle, and there's like, I want to play a left tackle. So, well, uh, they well, had he got the, the opportunity. Tackle, right, yeah. right, 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 right. Um, Baltimore probably would have been better served keeping him and trading Ronnie when Stanley. it's all said and done, yeah, yeah right. But you couldn't and, trade and they Ronnie Stanley. they would have got him cheaper, and, you know, right. Uh, the next team on the list are the Detroit Lions. I get it. Yeah. Um, you know, I think people are a little too excited about the Lions. A little but bit I, too I, excited. I get it. Uh, I ran some numbers on that, too, by the way. Uh, Houston Texans, the Indianapolis Colts make the list. You get a new quarterback. and yeah. I mean, Colts didn't do much else, though. No. The Bears on this list? Sure. I mean, they, they had nowhere to go but up. Nowhere to go but up. They had the most cap space in the league. You know, I mean, Fields now has a nest. I mean, he's in a, not a bad spot right now. And then the final team is the Atlanta Falcons. I 100% agree with that. Yeah. I mean, some instant impact guys, Calais Campbell, B. John Robinson, Jesse Bates. You know, Even going and getting Jeff Okuda. Yeah, like, exactly. I don't understand why Detroit gave up on him. Some of those dudes, I mean, to get nothing for them, and it's not massive cap savings. I mean, they gave up on Swift, too. Yeah. I mean, like, you hate them that much. I, I, I get know? that you didn't draft the guys. Right. You know, but. And I'm a big culture believer. Don't get me wrong. I mean, if they're terrible human beings in locker rooms or whatever, fine. But nobody Don't draft seems them to, then. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know, nobody so, seems to Somebody in the that. organization who is still there. Yeah. Had to sign off on that, whether it be ownership, a team president. Oh, yeah. Yeah, draft that guy. And when Akuda went in the top five, nobody, nobody blinked an nobody eye. Blinked an eye or Swift in the second round. He could have been the first draft back taken that year. Yeah. So, I, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. So, I, I did some uh, research. As I mentioned yesterday, I got to see if I did. I still do have some this. Lions research. I did a little bit of Lions and Steelers research. Ah, we compared them before. Yeah, yeah. So the Lions went eight and two in their final ten games last okay. year. Two of the hottest teams in the league in the second half. They of the were season. the two hottest teams. Oh, no, they I were mean, okay. I mean, they were. That's know. why you texted me about second half of the year stuff. Yeah. Okay. So I had to actually run these numbers myself. No, so you must have done some Because you more couldn't work. find them. <laughs> I didn't work real hard either. <laughs> so the Lions uh, went eight and two in their final ten games. They okay. averaged twenty eight points per game, which is good, mm-hmm. especially in last year's NFL. I say that's really good. I mean, it's one of the best. They allowed twenty point eight points per game. Okay. Offensively, they averaged three hundred and sixty nine point six yards per game. Rushing, they were one hundred twenty two point three yards per game. Only four turnovers. Wow. 
I didn't realize that's that how you do that. That's huge. Yeah. Defensively, they gave up 372.1 yards per game, so actually more yardage per game than they than they had. Yeah. So they were negative in yard differential. But here's the difference: 16 forced turnovers. They were plus. Oh, wow. They were plus 12. Wow. It's a hard thing to bank on, but good for them. You yeah. Know, I mean, that's and that's not a really talented defense. I mean, the Steelers' defense, everyone would rather have them line. Yeah. So the Steelers, in their final nine games, went seven and two. Averaged 20.9 points per game. Okay. But they allowed 16.6. Mm-hmm. And that was with a 37-point game by the Bengals mixed in there. Okay. So, yeah. I mean, it was their defensive stretch was as good as any They in were the plus four year. or so per game yeah. in point differential. Uh, they averaged 343.6 yards per game. So, only 16 yards fewer per game. Hmm. And uh, no one on the planet would have yards. thought that yeah. the Steelers' offense was as good as the Lions in week 15. And, and remember as well, the Steelers are playing outdoors. The Lions are playing all their games mm-hmm. basically indoors. Yeah, late in the season. You're not better. you're not going outdoors to, to you know you're not playing in sub zero weather against the Raiders. I mean, maybe they were in Green Bay or Chicago for one of them. Yeah, yeah maybe. Um, Steelers averaged 146.2 yards rushing per game compared to so 24 more yards per game than the Lions. Only five turnovers in those nine games, so that's comparable. common theme for yeah. both those teams. Yeah. Uh, the as I mentioned, the Lions' defense gave up 372.1 yards per game. The Steelers were at 272.9, 100 yards per wow. game less. Wow! I mean, that was the best the Steelers' D played. The Lions' D was bad all year. Yeah, they I were mean, not a great. Not and a this great was a defense. big off season for their defense too. And the other commonality there: 13 forced turnovers for the Steelers' defense in those final nine okay. games. So they were plus eight. Wow. In those final nine. And we're seeing a formula here, obviously. Yeah. You're right. I bring that up because, as we've talked about, as I've mentioned, the Steelers' schedule from last year. I, I, I went and did their strength of schedule mm-hmm. for those nine games. Okay. The winning percentage that those teams ended up with was 463. Okay. So below 500, below but not 500. brutal. Right. The Steelers' schedule this year, the teams, based on what they finished at last year, is 470. Okay, so basically they're the playing same. the same schedule in the se- that they played in the second half of last year. And I don't know if you know this off the top of your head, but it's fresher for you than me. But I don't think the Lions played a murderer's row they in the did second not. half no, either. They did know? not. I'm sure a lot of people are like, "Well, the Steelers had an easier schedule than the Lions, probably." No, they I did don't not. Think they did. They yeah. did not. Yeah, yeah, the Lions second half schedule. And remember, the Lions were one and six. And that division's much more. Powerful. They almost played the same. Like they, that's when they, the Lions played the Eagles. The Lions played mm-hmm. their tougher games, and then in the second half, the schedule eased up. Well, it, both same teams did happened. the same thing, and they both ended up as the eight seed in seven yeah. of the playoffs. You know, so right. it, it is interesting because you've brought this up before. Everyone's buzzing about the Lions. Everyone's buzzing about the Lions, but not the Steelers. And I get it because the divisions are totally different. The conferences are totally different. And the organizations are totally different. Well, that's the other thing, <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, one of them's used to winning, and one of them sure isn't. I think nationally they just get tired of talking about the Steelers. Yeah, well, they, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, pencil the Steelers, and they're going to have at least nine wins because that's what they do every mm-hmm. year. And Okay, I get it. But even like that Sessler article you mentioned, it's like quietly, you know, there's yeah. a lot of things like, boy, these, this could be a sleeping giant. This could quietly be. You're getting a lot more of that rumblings. And I think a lot more of that stuff will really come out like, when Warren Sharp's book comes out and Football Outsiders books come out and you start reading chapters and be like, I didn't realize how good the Steelers were the last nine games or, or the last yeah. half of the season and what they're building. And, boy, what if their quarterback takes a step in year two and 
boy, the O-line that I've been killing looks pretty good all of a sudden. Yeah, you know? right. Yeah. yeah. Or that O-line last year was – because that's one of the big things that I've, I've read throughout the – well, they really need to upgrade their offensive line. They did. Did they, did, did they, they really need to up, I mean, it was nice to be able to do it. Right. But if they, have, had, they, if they had run the same five starters back this year mm-hmm. on the offensive line, it was – in the top 16 issue. I was say, I don't year. think it was bad. No, I mean, it, it really wasn't the disaster that everybody. Like, again, no, you average diff- 146.2 yards rushing per game. Right. And you didn't have a quarterback chipping in 70 per game. You didn't have Justin Fields. No, no, no. Right, right, right. Good point. I mean, Pickett runs a little, but that's. Not people, like that. Right. Yeah. Not like that. 100%. Um, no, I mean, I think it was a bit of a luxury, and I'm glad they did it. You know, the upgrade the O line because it killed two birds. Was, right. Starters look better. Three birds. Starters look better. Future looks much better. And, and your depth, depth is, is a thousand times yeah. better. I mean, that, that was you've got concern. guys on your bench who were, who've been starters yeah. last year. Last year. And not just for this team, but for other teams. Herbig started a lot of games last year for the Jets. Yeah, good point. You know, point. you brought in those kind of guys. Yeah. No, I like what they did a lot there. You yeah. Know, and, 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 I, and it was, if anything, it was overkill, but I mean that as a compliment. Yeah. That, that's, right, one, right. that's one position where you can do that. Didn't have to happen. Yeah. You know. but And, and it doesn't, you know. Oh, you know, if you have five quarterbacks that that have started, well, wow, that that's too many. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you can have enough offensive linemen that so have starting. If we rewind the free agency world, I'm sure that there's people out there listening. Like, man, I wish they would have spent more at linebacker. But let's say they signed Tremaine Edmonds or one of those dudes. Yeah. Well, then you don't have that O line situation right, right now at all. Right. You know, there's not even close to that. And I would rather invest in O linemen. Yeah, absolutely. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to a special edition of The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We are live from the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex here on the south side where the Steelers are partaking in OTA session number six. Um, We will be back with more right after this on Steelers Nation Radio and ESPN 970. Welcome back. I am Dale Lally. He is Matt Williamson. We are live from the Steelers OTA sessions here at the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex here on the south side. You hear the horn blowing there in the background. That's ending one of the periods here. That was a team session out there. They'll break off. I'll probably do some seven-on-seven now. I'm not giving anything away there. No, I don't think you are. So, Matt, we just read uh, from Mark Sessler the 10 most improved teams in the league. Mm Mm-hmm. That takes me to this thing that I was talking about on ESPN. They do their power indexes. Oh, okay. I didn't see it today. Uh, this has been out now for about – it came out right after the draft. Okay. I guess it wouldn't change. And I've wanted to talk about obviously. it. Yeah, I've wanted to talk about it here for a few weeks uh, as we do the drive here, but we just haven't gotten around to it. So I'm looking at this thing here now. And on ESPN's power index, the Steelers are 19th okay. at minus .4. So a zero, even Steve. Zero is basically yeah, you're, you're an average team, average team, averages teams. Okay. So they're there. The Lions are eleventh at plus one point four. Okay. And this isn't predicting wins or no, chances this is, to win the division. Yeah. it's just a power rank. So let's roll through these here. Okay. Chiefs are number one at plus six point four. I get it. That's the earned. Bills are second at plus 5.6. I don't know if that'd be two for me, but, I mean, I'm not going to fight yeah. them too much. On They've been very successful lately. The Eagles are third at plus 5.0. I'd probably have them too, but fair yeah. enough. Then you get the Bengals at plus 4.6. Yeah, these are quality teams, yeah. The 49ers at plus 3.6. I can't get on board yeah. with that. 
I don't. Who's their quarterback? I just read this morning that it's been heavy, heavy Lance in OTAs. Yeah, which would make sense. I mean, he needs all the work he can get. Say, get him all the work he can, good or bad. You he's, know, he's I, thrown three hundred passes since twenty eighteen. Yeah, yeah, since twenty eighteen. I think it'd be more concerning <laughs> if it was heavy Darnold. Right. You know what I mean. So, I mean, who knows? It might work out, but that's that's the big question mark. Obviously. Yeah, I mean, and that is a huge question mark to have in football. It is. I also thought they had the worst draft of the entire league. Yeah, they didn't help themselves. No. I mean, they drafted a kicker in the third round. The Jets are sixth at plus 3.2. Okay. I mean, again, all these teams look really good right now. I mean, it's hard to poke holes as it stands in June 1st. You're going you're gonna to disagree with this next one. They have the Chargers at 7 at plus 3.0. Yeah, like I can't have them ahead of Dallas or Miami. I mean, we did our AFC power ranks, and the Chargers were behind the Steelers. Right. And maybe even behind the Browns and behind the Ravens who haven't come up. I think they were just ahead of the Browns and behind Mm -hmm. the Steelers. They were tucked in between the two of us. The Cowboys are there at 8 at plus 3.0, followed by the Dolphins at plus 3.0. So all three of those teams are at plus 3.0. Okay. At 10, a big drop-off here. Down to 2.0, so a full percentage point are the Ravens. Hmm. I mean, Ravens versus Chargers to me is interesting. I mean, a big thing that all these teams minus the Niners have, though, is an established quarterback yeah. that's a Pro Bowl guy. You right. Know? That's the difference. I mean, that's huge. But if we're going to look at those top 10 teams, yeah. Uh, you got Kansas City, Buffalo, Philadelphia, Cincinnati, San Francisco, the Jets, the Chargers. The Cowboys, the Dolphins, the Ravens as your top ten. Is Baltimore's defense the worst of any of those groups? Off the top of my head, yeah, probably. Chargers are a little bit suspect. But at least they got a pass rush. They got a pass rush. Yeah, that's what they the, the Ravens the have well. no pass rush. That's, they, they're definitely the worst pass rushing team of that group. Yeah. Uh, then I you would have rather the, take yeah. my chances with Sandy or with the Chargers. You have the Lions at eleven at one plus one point four. Their defense still might be worse than it's, the Ravens. Absolutely, probably, yeah. The Jaguars at 12, plus .9. I get the hype. I do, but I just think that a small step backward is screaming the, the Jags' name. The Broncos at 13 at plus .9. Now we're getting a little Are we fishy uh, saying the Jaguars and Broncos are, are on equal footing? I don't think so. I mean, I think that's crazy. I would put the Browns over both those guys and the Steelers. Uh, you got the Giants at plus point five at fourteen. I have a hard time buying that they're an above average House football of cards. team. House of Cards, uh, above average football team. That's Giants. Same thing with the Vikings at plus point five. Their D's brutal. They're awful. They're yeah. gonna be bad. They're gonna be bad. I, I do like the offense a lot. How about this one? The Patriots at, at sixteen at plus point three. That does not look Come like on, an above man. average football Come team on. to me either. Right. Then you get the Browns at seventeen at plus point two. Okay. You said Steelers are 18? They're 19. 19. The Seahawks are 18th at plus .1. See, I could see, I'm not a huge Seahawk believer, but I could see a case for them being 12. Right. You know, some of yeah. the teams you mentioned don't blow me away, where Seattle's at least trending the right direction. You get the Steelers at, pl- at minus .4. The Raiders at Ooh. minus .6. Wow. So the Browns have not come up yet? No, they no they're 17. Two. Okay. We were talking about the, the Raiders yesterday as one of the worst teams in the AFC. See, I'm sitting here thinking the Steelers were 19. Almost every team you're going to mention to me has a much better chance, well, maybe not much, but a better chance to pick first overall than they do to go to the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, it, I think there's a clear dozen or so not very good teams. Uh, you got the Commanders at minus point, 1.4 at 21. Okay. 
You've got the Saints at 22 at minus 1.8. I disagree with that. I might have them a little higher. I would have them higher okay, than that. Okay, I yeah. don't know what direction you're going to go. Yeah. The Rams at 23 at minus 2.4. I'm not there. No. I think they're a bottom five or six type of team. Tied with the Bears at minus 2.4. That defense is rough <laughs> in Chicago, too. I mean, do you have more faith? I mean, Fields versus Pickett. I mean, I think they're on the same – We've seen glimpses of both. Yeah. You know, I mean, I wouldn't say I have a lot of more faith in one than the other to succeed this year. At 25 is the Packers at minus 2.8. Hmm. They're a tough one for me. I mean, there is talent on that team. They've won a lot of games recently. I wish I had a huge I have a, question mark at quarterback. I have a much better feel for Fields and Pickett than yeah. I do love. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, right. Uh, the Falcons at 26 at minus 3.2. They're better than they were. I mean, I like that they're building They're better than they, they were. were. They won seven games last year, and they're somehow games. behind a bunch of these teams that also yeah. won fewer. They could easily win their division. Not, yeah. Not easily, but they I, could. I could, I could come up with a, a pathway for that. Yeah. Defense is improved, run the football. If Ritter's not hor- – they need Ritter to be the 24th best quarterback. Yeah. You know, which I don't know if he can be or not. That's, that's not easy. At 27, you have the Panthers at minus 3.4. I think this would be a brutal year for them, especially on offense. Then you get to the Titans at 28 at minus 3.5. These are the bad teams. These are the really bad yeah, teams. Yeah, these are the bad teams. Uh, the Colts are 29th at minus 5.1. See, they would be better than the Raiders and five others you mentioned to me. The Buccaneers are 30th at minus 5.5. They've got some issues. I mean, like they're missing a starting offensive lineman. They don't have any money to go get one and they're to do stuck. anything. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they're right at the bottom of the league in cap space as it stands now. I mean, it's going to be – t- they're taking their lumps this year. The Cardinals are 31st at minus 5.8. Okay. I don't know Houston should be 32 anymore. And Houston but, yeah. is 32nd at minus 6.1. I would have the Steelers higher. I mean, if, if that's where we're going with this, where do Absolutely. they stack up with the rest of the league? I, I, I look at the Steelers at least as an average team. If we're just talking about the number next to them, I think they should be a zero or above. Not a Yeah, negative. I don't see how they're a negative at all. I don't all. see how they're a negative. At all. They um, made a winning record last year, and they're better now. How are they behind the Patriots? Right. How are they behind uh, the Broncos? Right. Broncos haven't made the playoffs since 2015. They were a pretty miserable team last year, too. Yeah. I mean, where did they get better besides head coach? I mean, they, they got in, brought in two big run-blocking linemen, but, I mean, they're not a noticeable. The Steelers did more in the offseason than the Broncos. Steelers and the Jaguars had the same record last year. Yeah, nobody looks at it in that light. Nobody looks at it like that. Same as the Lions. The Steelers and the Lions had the same record. I think a lot of people think the Jags have arrived, you know. I think Lawrence is pretty close to arrived, yeah. but you were nine and eight last year and won the worst division ever. Yeah, I mean that's not Chiefs level, yeah, <laughs> you know, of accomplishments. Oh, by the way, you've you've beaten the Ravens five of the last six times, and they're considered the number ten team in the league. Mm. I mean, I I just think there's a big disconnect there with some yeah. of these things. I do too, and I mean I can understand anyone power ranking just the division with Cincinnati on top and then struggling with the next three. And I think the default would be put the Ravens at two. You know, they've whether perception's correct or not, they seem like the better team on paper than the Steelers or Browns the last two years. But I'm not sure the results say that, especially late in the year. Here's the other thing. So they did that with those projections of that, um, you know, their index. They project the records. The Steelers come in at 8.5 and 8.4. Like a 500-ish That's team. as even Steven as you can get, right? It's, it, without a doubt, a .9 chance to win the Super Bowl. 
I don't know how to respond to some of those predictive percentages. I, I, yeah, I, don't, I mean, but if you're basing that off of, like, Denver's projected to go 8.4 and 8.5. Mm-hmm. I assume they're The Giants are ahead of them, schedule. and their win projection is 8.2. Like, And they have one of the hardest schedules in the league, yeah. so to Denver, from what I remember. So I, I, I don't know. I don't know how much they're waiting schedule in terms of it, it's, win It per, should know, be win factored titles. in a little bit, you would think. It, it should be factored in a lot. Yeah, I mean the, the people I respect most that do, do the win total stuff really factor in who you're playing. Yeah, right. You know, I right? mean, I I just I, I don't. No, know. that seems light. Just seems light to me. For yeah, the I think that again, some some national media is sleeping on the Steelers a little bit. Others, not so much. Others are warming up. Yeah, I don't know that anyone's saying look out for the Steelers, but a lot of people are saying, boy, off season is growing. Good off season. Right, oh, right. hey, they won nine games last year. Yeah. How did I miss that? As opposed <laughs> to Ben's gone and this is rebuild blah 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 i'm like i i think more and more people will warm up to them but i bet coach tomlin hopes they don't yeah <laughs> you know what i mean i mean you get, the, you get a chance to be the the hunter instead of the hunted how often does that happen around here yeah you know what i mean so it's it's interesting and you know the other thing about it and i was talking with uh, our colleague mike pursuta about this yesterday um this team can withstand some injuries much more so than in recent memory like I mean, if let's say let's say Baltimore loses a, a, a you know a defensive lineman or an edge rusher, mm-hmm. which they they don't have any to begin with, they can't afford to lose anybody at those positions, or or, or they have, their secondary gets hit hard again by or Lamar misses games. Yeah, do you trust them that to to continue to win? I, I don't, don't know that any position except for maybe tight end is particularly deep in Baltimore, which is disturbing to be honest with the amount of high draft picks they've had over the last five, six, seven years, all the comp picks, all the extra first rounders. One year they had, like, five fourth-round picks. Well, they keep doing the same thing over and over again. Oh, look, the Ravens took this guy in the fourth round. He was supposed to be a second-rounder, but he was hurt. But he was hurt. So he, yeah. he fell around. A jobbo or, yeah. you know, right, right. So, you, okay, okay, you basically you just wasted his his rookie year because mm-hmm. you know, he's not going to play for you. And they have had bad injury And he has luck. to hit. Right, right. <laughs> and he has to hit, too. I, I just think that the biggest thing I'm critical of the Ravens of late is the resources you've had on draft day – aren't corresponding to the field, and even in terms of quality depth. You know? Yeah. I mean, I think you should have more for all the quality picks you've had. I mean, I don't know that anyone over the, this year's aside, anyone over the last half dozen years or so has had more quality picks, you know, yeah. mid-rounders, third-rounders, that type of thing. And, and the, the other, on the other the side of, the, of that coin, the Browns haven't had any picks. No. But and they're making them count a little bit more. A little bit more. Yeah. But – they don't have, because of the, the what they did at quarterback. They haven't been able to add much in free agency. They added a little bit this year, mm-hmm. but it's it's just it's it's really interesting. I I, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, yeah. that's why they play the games. That's why they're, you know, they they have the schedule. They put it out, and then you play them. Um, but the four teams in the division are constructed so very differently, without you know, a doubt. Without a doubt, and I really have changed my tune of how the Steelers are built over the last year uh, in a positive way. Not that I disliked it before, but they can withstand a lot. I mean, they can lose their starting quarterback. They could lose their number one receiver. They could better equipped to lose T.J. Watt. You know, I mean, yeah. I'm talking if about Najee big, Harris missed the game. Dogs, you'd, feel, right, you know, right. you'd feel okay. Okay, that's fine. Jalen Warren will be fine. It, right, yeah. all right. I mean, just quality depth across the board, and, mm-hmm. and uh, I think sometimes that gets overlooked a little bit. Maybe I, you don't uh, – I've seen things where, you know, people talking about the shit. Well, they don't have any star power. Really? I don't know about that. I mean, maybe there's not a, 
I could see you saying Jefferson that offensively. Or, yeah, yeah. I'd say maybe offensively there's not the, the guy that goes in the first two rounds of your fantasy draft type of thing. But I could go through 15 of these teams and say, you know, who's the, who's the star on the Dolphins offense? Oh, Tyreek Hill. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. bad, bad. But who's the, who's the offensive star, not, named, not a quarterback, who's the absolute star on the Ravens offense? Right, right, right. I mean, Andrews is good. He's a good player, but he's not a Hall of Famer. He's not a, right, yeah, right, he's right, not right, a right. star. Right. No, and I'm with Fryer you. you know, I'm not going to say he's equal to him, but he's in the same ballpark. He's catching up to him quick. Yeah, he's yeah, in the right. ballpark. Right. You know, who's who's the who's the Lions offensive star? Mm-hmm. No, I'm with you. I, I, I hear exactly what you're saying there. That, And some of these teams might have one or two and then not much. I mean, like the Dolphins are a good example. Tyreek and Waddle are, wow. But their third receiver, I bet most of our listeners yeah. don't know who it is. Their, their I mean? offensive line's junk. Mm-hmm. And they own a bunch of tight end. Their running back rooms, a bunch of dudes. You know, yeah. it's fast and it's well schemed, but they're pretty reliant on their two superstar receivers. And the Steelers have as much defensive star power as any team in the league. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, they do. Mm-hmm. You know, you get a reigning, or you get a, a former defensive player of the year. You get a potential Hall of Fame defensive tackle. You get a, a, a safety that's. Uh, you know, I think he's the best is an all center pro. fielder in the league. And, and now you've got a you know a, a Hall of Fame cornerback. Yeah, he's at the end of his career, but he could still win up. You know, with his mm-hmm. he still had five interceptions last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. I mean, people. I mean, he's like the Fletcher Cox or some of yeah. these guys have been really, really good careers that are late in their career that aren't going to be asked to do what they did earlier in the you know to carry the team, but are valuable, valuable dudes. Yeah, absolutely. So we're going to take another break. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to. Steelers Nation Radio and ESPN 970, our ongoing live coverage from the Steeler OTA sessions here at the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex. We'll be back with more right after this. Welcome back. I am Dale Lawley. He is Matt Williamson. We are live here from the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex here where the Steelers are completing OTA session number six. Uh, you're listening, of course, on uh, ESPN 970 and Steelers Nation Radio. And, Matt, we were talking about, well, some of that star power that the Steelers have yesterday. And you sent mm-hmm. me a piece here that Pro Football Focus put together, the top three players oh, yeah. on each team. Now, I'm assuming this is by, via their grades. I assume. I mean, one of their writers went through them all, and I didn't read any of them yet. So I just figured it would be a good thing to chat about. But I'm curious – you know, what some of the teams in the league are. And I just looked at Arizona because it was alphabetical. And the first sentence was, well, this was probably the hardest one to do. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so. so they mentioned uh, the, the Steelers. Since this is Steelers Nation Radio, we'll start yep, with yep, the Steelers. Yeah, and the three best players are those three players we just talked about. T.J. Watt, mm-hmm. Cameron Hayward, Minka Fitzpatrick. Is that one of the easiest ones in the league to do? I think you know, so. Like, with all respect to any of the offensive guys, yeah. they're all young. None of them are Domenko level yet, you know, let alone the body of work of Hayward or the defensive player of the year potential of Watt, you know. I mean, really, if you look at it, Watt and Fitzpatrick have defensive player of the year. I mean, if Minka went out and got eight interceptions this year or something like that. I mean, that, it's potential. He would be in, the, he'd be in the mix. I mean, Watt has the hardware, though. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, what they said about it is, though the Steelers' offense is trending up with young talent, it's still about their defense. Watt and Hayward remain two of the best in the league at their positions when healthy, and Fitzpatrick earned the best overall grade of his career in 2022, an 82.4 mark with an 83.3 grade in coverage and an 82.2 grade in run defense. That's one thing I've noticed about pro football focus in their grading system. Everybody wants to quote that use their grading system. Sure. If you're a defensive back, you're not grading in the 90s. No. 
No. It's, it's almost impossible. It's a good point. Some some positions definitely score a lot higher. A lot higher. A lot like higher. offensive linemen, you know, grades are typically in the 60s and 70s. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know how you're looking at those things and trying to figure that out and say, oh, that, yeah, that, that's a good play. But I'll be honest. I mean, even watching coaches tape, defensive backs are probably the hardest ones to grade. Yeah. I mean, defensive coordinate you can't just go ask you know defensive coordinators around the league what was the play call here you know because yeah. I mean, if, if something gets blown or the coverage or a, a route concept isn't you know recognized properly as an evaluator it's hard to tell and i think that's again i'm not bashing pro football focus but i bet if chris collinsworth was sitting here right now he'd say defensive backs are, are the ones that are the most diff- are the ones we feel the least strongest about yeah because the other thing about them too especially corners they they waver year to year more than like any Without position in a league yeah. too. So it's a, it's just a little less sticky than other positions. Uh, also considered in this, and this is interesting. My next name I think would be Fryermuth. Kenny Pickett. They love him. Remember his they second really half do. last year? He yeah. was what number two or number three in their yeah. rankings. He was. I'll be. I'll be I mean, uh, this is conservative by me because I know the numbers are better than this. He was in the top five in the second half of the season in their big-time throws, which that I wouldn't have guessed. Yeah. And he was also top five in turnover-worthy plays. Fewest turnover. Fewest. I mean, the best. I mean, absolutely the best. And he was in the top five just in PFF overall grade. Yeah. So – if, if it was one or the other, like this is what I've always said about Aaron Rodgers, which is true about Mahomes too, is what's so rare about him, Mahomes and Rodgers, and I'm not saying Pickett is Mahomes and Rodgers. They're two of my top five quarterbacks I've ever seen, <laughs> is their highlight tape is better than anybody's or as good as anybody's, and their low light tape is as good as anybody's. You know, there's, there's not the mis- – it's not the far of, wow, there's so many mistakes, but you can live with it because there's so much greatness. Well – especially backed by what Pro Football Focus said, Pickett did that during the second half of the year. Yeah. You know, he did the, the extravagant things, the tough throws, but he wasn't at the cost of, I'm trying to drive this between three dudes, you know, know when to hold him and when to fold him. But know? the fact that he's in that consideration. is bonkers, right? Is, is, I mean, and there are still people questioning whether he can play or not. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 you know, so let's run through some of these other teams. For the Cardinals, it was Kyler Murray, Buda Baker, Marquise Brown. Rough, Ooh, that's right. rough. Also considered right. offensive tackle DJ Humphreys. He's fine. Like, it's, it's a worse roster in the league. That's bad. That's yeah. a bad skit. For the Falcons. Like Marquise Brown should be in the top three for any No. Game. I mean, he's no. good, but he's yeah, top three. For the Falcons, Chris Lindstrom. One of the best guards in the league, if people don't know. Jake Matthews, Kyle Pitts. I still am smitten with Pitts. Like, I want my top three guys, though, to be playmakers. Mm-hmm. Pitts is a playmaker. He just doesn't make any plays. But I'll pick <laughs> – yeah, yeah. I'll take a bet though that London or Bijan's on that list next year. Okay. And Matthews isn't. They just uh, so also consider were AJ Terrell, Jesse Bates, who hasn't played it down for them yet. Terrell's a perfect example. He's graded off the charts for them two years ago, and last year he was just good, yeah, but great. Yeah. But who's throwing at him when the other corners are junk? Right. You know, like I'll take AJ Terrell. Drake London and Grady Jarrett also okay. considered there. Jarrett's going the wrong direction. How about this for the Ravens? Lamar. Lamar's number one. Mark Andrews, Marlon Humphrey. Marlon Humphrey did not have a good mm-hmm. year last year. No, he didn't. And, and I don't think he's an example of PFF grade goes change year to year. He just wasn't nearly the player. Yeah. I think he fought some injuries. Yeah. The top two, I think, are really deserving. And that's what you want 
those kind of players, I mean, they're a mm-hmm. big part of your offense. You want that. Uh, but but you said this last segment. I think Andrews is a really, really good player, but not a he's not great Kelsey. player. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's not Kittle to me. Yeah. You right. know, and just in terms of football player. Uh, also considered were Roquan Smith and Ronnie Stanley. Ooh, Roquan's a good one, though. Yeah. He, he really helped that defense a lot. Uh, for the Bills. Allen. Josh Allen. Von Miller and Stephon Diggs. He was missed in a big way. Yeah. But, I mean, what is he going to be now? But, yeah, what's yeah, he going to be? He's 32. Right. He's, he's still deserving, though. He's an all-time great. Also considered Matt Milano and Tredavious White. But here's the problem that the Bills had last year. Yeah. So Miller missed the second half of the season. Milano missed a big chunk of the season. And White's been in and out of the lineup the last couple of years. White was flat out bad when he came back, too. Yeah. You know, you hope. I mean, he was a really good player before a very serious injury. Milano, to me, is a, a fixture, though. I mean, he's yeah. a lot better than people think. Let's jump down to the Bengals. Uh, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins. Boring, okay. But that's great, yeah. The other guys on the, on this also considered, D.J. Reader and Trey Hendrickson. I say Hendrickson should be yeah. thrown out there. Yeah, no, I mean, that's what you want. That's, for, en- that's enviable. Yeah, for the Browns, Nick Chubb. Yeah. Joel Batonio. Garrett. They love Joel Batonio. They do. They like uh, the other one, too, Wyatt. Yeah. Teller. And Miles Garrett. It has to, yeah, Miles Garrett has to be. Also considered. Denzel Ward, Amari Cooper, Deshaun Watson. How, how can Deshaun Watson even be anywhere near that list? Yeah, I mean, he was awful. Garrett's an easy one. Yeah, no, that's Chubb's an easy, an easy one too. I mean, there aren't many backs I'd put ahead of him. Uh, I'm just looking down here to see if there's any other interesting teams here. Um, well, let's talk about that Jacksonville team real quick. Uh, go ahead, but I'd like to hear the Patriots. Josh Allen, Tyson Campbell, Trevor Lawrence. The other Josh Allen. The other Josh Allen. Also consider Brandon Scherf, Calvin Ridley. He hasn't played football in two years. They need Ridley to be And Christian Kirk. Okay. It's not so great. Tyson Campbell's. He had a really good year. He's emerging corner. But, as you mentioned, cornerback is so, you know, that was his third year last year. Um, I often make fun of, like, the Rams' defensive death chart, which is really brutal right now. But if you look at the Jags secondary, but outside of Campbell, it's a little frightening, too. Yeah, a little bad. I'm I'm surprised they didn't address that more. Uh, You wanted to see the Patriots. Yeah. I'm thinking it's going to be Barmore, maybe. Um, What's-his-face, the edge rusher, who's a really good player, and Cal Duggar. It is Matthew Judon. Judon is the name I couldn't come up with. Josh Uche and Ramondre Stevenson. Ooh, Ramondre, I should have thought of. Also considered were David Andrews, a center. Mac Jones and Kyle Duggar. Mac Mm. Jones made your list. Yeah. That's not good. And really didn't play well. No. Whether it's his fault or not, I mean, he can't be one of your stars after what he did last year. Absolutely not. But uh, that's it. I thought that list was interesting. It It, it flowed right into what we were talking about with the Steelers' defensive uh, star power. Uh, We're going to take another break. What if Kenny Pickett's on that list next year? That's a good thing for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's a good thing for you. Uh, We're going to take a break. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to a special edition of The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio, live from the Steelers OTA sessions here on the south side. Uh, We'll be back with hour number two right after this.